Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win! And that was Sportsnet Canada's call of the first ever buzzer beater in Game 7 in NBA history. That is still so hard to comprehend. Of all years the the league has been around, that a true Game 7 buzzer beater happened only for the first time in 2019. There have been other buzzer beaters, but not in Game 7 to win playoff series. And that was the very first time as uh, the Toronto Raptors outlasted the Philadelphia 76ers to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, which got underway last night. And the Milwaukee Bucks take game one. It was the breakout of Brooke Lopez, 29 points. As, uh, you know, the Raptors had control of that game most of the way, and Milwaukee just kept grinding and staying close and getting out there again the Raptors are trying the Celtics tactic of all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lock down Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest of you guys beat us and Milwaukee is definitely deep enough and uh having a game one in their in their grasp Toronto is probably gonna might go oh man we should have taken that one but they'll have another chance in game two to attempt to uh, rest home court advantage back above north of the border. And the Western Conference, Golden State, they take game one over Portland. And, uh, you know, I just think the Warriors are built to handle injuries. They're deep, and and they've got more than one superstar. Without Kevin Durant, who no telling how many more games he's going to be out, they still have Steph Curry, and Steph Curry shook off what was ailing him in the Houston series and helped them to clinch that series over the Rockets. And Clay Thompson, who was in a horrible slump, he became the X Factor, and he came up big when they needed him against the Rockets, and he came up big in Game 1 once again. So right now, Bucks 1-0 on... The Raptors, Warriors 1-0 over the Portland Trail Blazers thus far in the conference finals. The New Orleans Pelicans win the draft lottery. The Zion Williamson sweepstakes. And lots of conversation on whether he wants to go there, whether Anthony Davis will stay. Still lots of drama to be figured out. And the draft lottery coverage, man, did it play all into that too. Now, I Yes, yes, I'm going to rail on ESPN again. They always take something that should be simple and is already good 
and they ruin it. The constant chatter, you know, with the with Rachel Nichols and the other commentators, there it was very weird and disjointed. You know, when the deputy commissioners reading the uh, the, the various uh, lottery picks for the, you know how 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 they drew the draft with the number fourteen pick with the number thirteen pick, and then they chime in, and the guy's got to wait. <laughs> oh, and so and so has now moved up because this team is now out of it and and oh hey zion how you doing over there it's like come on really just painful to watch so again you know i'm not i you know i'm not against you know trying to go outside the box do something a little bit different but i don't know what it is about espn but the four letter just grabs things in their hands and they just ring it out and overthink it Easy, guys. Meanwhile, Taco Fall, UCF seven foot six center, has gotten an invite to the NBA scouting combine. Even uh, working out and uh, uh, getting good stuff on tape, looked like his free throw shooting was a little bit better. As uh, he is now going to the scouting combine, and again, it's going to be a team that drafts him has got to be willing to change. Go against the grain of what the NBA is, which is a a three-point shooting league. Taco Fall is not going to shoot three-pointers. And most big men now are kind of required to do that. But a team that wants to take a chance and feed the, feed the post and see if they can be unstoppable getting points there. Again, they're going to have to be willing. You know, unless he's just going to be a spot defender. But good news for Taco. Glad he's getting some more attention and hope he gets a chance. Turning now to the National Football League, the New York Jets fire Mike McKagan, their general manager. This after he hires a new coach. He signs Le'Veon Bell. And his new coach ends up replacing him, at least on an interim basis. Adam Gase, the bug-eyed one. <laughs> Looked just so wickedly weird in his introductory press conference when he became the head coach. There was a lot of talk that there was already friction between him and McKagan, and there you have it. You know, Le'Veon Bell got the big money to go to the Jets, and you just say no show for the voluntary workouts. And although they are voluntary, you would think a guy would want to impress his new teammates, take a leadership role, not Le'Veon Bell. So I think now the question to be asked is, have the Jets officially replaced the Cleveland Browns as the league's official dumpster fire franchise? They are just all over the place. Good luck with that. Baseball. Oh, actually, before I get to baseball, uh, Wanted to make another quick note about the NFL. I will give ESPN praise for this one. Uh, with the second Dairy Monday Night Crew announced, they typically uh, open the season now with two Monday Night games, and Joe Tussator and Booger McFarland are the main crew again this year, minus Jason Witten. And 
They've done all sorts of different uh, experiments. They wanted to get Beth Moens on, so they had a female calling Monday Night Football. Uh, they've tried the Mike and Mike routine, and they've tried Berman. Yikes. And now they're at least playing it straight. I like the move. Brian Greasy, who did the game with Moens last year, is back, but he is team with Steve Levy. They, of course, work together on college football on ESPN and will get a, a a straight, good, solid telecast from these guys. I like that pick. Now, turning to baseball, Austin Riley makes a smashing debut for the Braves. Two on pitch. Swing and a drive. Bow to deep left center. He's got a homer. So Austin Riley hit 15 home runs down at AAA Gwinnett. Was just so hot they had to bring him up. And the Braves did have a little bit of fortune, or misfortune if you will, for Ender Enciarte, who uh, strained his back and he went to the the, uh, inactive list. Austin Riley, a third baseman by trade, has been trying to play some outfield down in Gwinnett. You know, the Braves spent $23 million for Josh Donaldson to be the third baseman, and Austin Riley was going to be the third baseman in waiting. But he'll get a chance early and gets a home run in his first game and his second at bat. And it was not a cheapie. It was a blast. And uh, another another tremendous... Also brought, kind of brought back the memories of Jason Hayward's debut with Atlanta many years ago. And... One thing you might have noticed on the Chip Carey call, and we mentioned this uh, when we had Chip on and played some of his uh, Orlando Magic calls uh, with you know Shaq bringing down the backboard. Chip, knowing it's a home crowd, knowing the moment of the rookie, he laid out. Unlike the uh, the Sportsnet Canada call, where they kept going on the Kawhi uh, basket. And kept the you, you really left in no reaction except in the background. Whereas you know on on a TNT, Kevin Harlan, he knew he ducked out, and uh, you know Chip did a great job on that particular call, uh, just like he always does. The PGA Championship is underway at Bethpage Black. Brooks Kepka, the first round leader, seven under to start. Great opening for him. Danny Lee, just one stroke back at six under. Tiger Woods is two over. So he's already nine shots off the pace. And I've got mixed emotions on this too because you you. You know CBS is dying for Tiger to make the weekend so they can just talk about him constantly and constantly and constantly. And I, I, it, obviously being a master champion again 
He should be a favorite in this event. But they just cannot, without every breath, it has to be about Tiger. You know, Golf Channel's coverage all week has been nothing but Tiger. And I think it's still just such a disservice. I know he's the he, he he's the lightning rod, but the guys that are that are playing well need to get their due too. So we'll see what happens as far as, as Tiger is concerned. Brooks Kepka, a lot of people taking him in his event in this particular event because of his long game. And round two will commence on Friday. So lots of uh, podcasts and radio shows have been talking a lot about the Game of Thrones in their final season. I won't be doing that here, and that's no disrespect to that. I just have never seen Game of Thrones. I don't have HBO. Maybe one day I'll get around to, to watching it. But right now it doesn't interest me. Another show going into its final season, The Big Bang Theory. After 12 seasons, will play their finale on Thursday. And what I love about the Big Bang Theory, and I equate this uh, very much to the way uh, Cheers was back in the 80s, a show that was able to mix highbrow humor and gutter humor and go back and forth between them seamlessly. It's a, it's a very difficult uh, difficult way to maneuver you know Frasier of course it was a spinoff from Cheers also did that as well taking the high intellectual stuff and mixing it with the (laughs) the Larry Lowbrow stuff but uh, Big Bang will uh, obviously has a great life in reruns already you can see it two or three times a day every day of the week but uh, I, I still thought they had more in the tank obviously Jim Parsons kind of you're ready to do something else, and you can't do the show without Sheldon. You know that would be like you know Happy Days trying to go without the Fonz. <laughs> it just just not going to be the same show. But uh, kudos to the Big Bang Theory and the great cast. I mean, that was you know the other thing that you know shows like this, especially in comedy, have is they have a tremendous supporting cast who have great comedic chops and. Uh, I will miss seeing new episodes of Big Bang Theory, but will certainly be a part of continuing to watch in the world of reruns. Well, that's about to wrap it up for this show. And uh, if you're along for the ride for the first time, glad to have you aboard. Please do subscribe. Go to jeffallensportstalk.com. Pick the uh, favorite uh, podcast flavor of your liking, whether it be... Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn. Uh, we're on just about all of them, and uh, we certainly would love to have you uh, join us each and every week. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. 
Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients, so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.